For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday are rambling about those Los Angeles Rams. Ramble on. How are you? Welcome to another episode of Ramblings with Isaac Bruce and Doc Holiday. I beat Doc Holiday. He beat Isaac Bruce. Isaac, damn, bro. Sad, man. But anyway, good to talk to you, man. How you doing, man? Man, I'm doing well, man. Uh, you know, I was really excited all day yesterday. Not that I'm not excited today. I am excited. But, uh, you know, uh, it was a huge letdown last night on Monday night. I mean, excuse me, Sunday night football. But, you know, as the song goes, I'm waiting all day for Sunday night, man. I could have waited a little longer for for what I saw. Man, for real, man. Talking about what we saw, man. Our Rams went into San Francisco, man, playing our first division game of the season, man. Looking, we looking good, bro. We have waxed through the NFC East, four and zero, playing against the San Francisco 49ers team, man. That's been struggling, man. Had a hurt quarterback, missing several key pieces, man. And all they did was beat the brakes off of us, bro. Not only did they beat the brakes off of us, we didn't even look like we were ready to play, man. San Francisco. Beat us down 24 to 16, man. And as you said, brother, huge, huge letdown because I thought our L.A. Rams were going to be ready to play because not only is it a division game, it's against the San Francisco 49ers, a team you don't like, a team that don't like us, we don't like them. Going on the road, struggling, we balling, moving like a machine, man. But last night, man, Sunday night football, bro, in front of the entire world, we laid a dud, man. Straight dud, man. Dog, disappointing, man. Disappointing, brother. I, th- I think disappointing would be a key word here, Doc, because, listen, as we talked about uh, on Friday, man, uh, Friday's podcast, you know, you talk about these games being division games. These games are important. You're not, you know, going against an opponent that, you know, you're only going to see once, but you see this opponent twice. I mean, they, they these type teams have a bead on what you do as we have a bead on what they like to do. Uh, they know your personnel packages. They know what you like to run uh, third and third and short. Third and long, they know they know who like who you like to feature in certain situations. So, when you go up against a team like this, man, I mean, you have to be ready to play from the jump street. And and I don't think uh, we went out there with the intentions of really just executing, uh, you know, Ram football. I mean, it was a it was a, a it was a point where uh, you know it, it seems as if guys didn't finish plays on defense. Uh, you know, from a coaching standpoint, uh, could have I mean we could have called a better game. But all in all, I just don't think we had that energy that we have been have come accustomed to seeing uh, within the first five games of the season. Man, it just wasn't there last night. 
Man, wasn't there at all. Now, when you look at the final stats, man, the 49ers had 390 total yards. We had 311. Pretty close, man, but that's that, that's misleading, bro, because they came out and just dominated us from the jump, man. We picked up uh, a lot of yards and kind of closed that gap, man, because San Francisco started running the ball late in the game, man. But they were really playing more, more energy than us. They out-physicaled us. Everything, man. And as you said, the Rams, we have been coming out, you know, with the fast start with Jared Goff or whatever, man, albeit except for against Buffalo. Buffalo, man, and uh, against the 49ers, it was another one of those, man. Niners came right out. First drive, bro. Set the tone. Debo Samuel, man, had a huge run. They didn't finish the play. He just ran through some cats. He wasn't down. Broke one off, man. San Fran comes right out, bro. Six plays, 76 yards, man. Four four passes for Garoppolo. 7-0. Then we get the ball. Our first drive, uh, drive golf. Misses a wide open Cooper Cup. Uh, Cup misses a pass. We have to punt, man. And uh, they came out and just dominated us, bro, as soon as the ball was kicked off, man. And we just never, never looked like we were ready to play some football. Yo, you always have to give these other teams uh, credit because, you know, like I always say, they're on scholarship as well. I mean, they, they, uh, they're about winning. They're about winning their division. Uh, you talk about the heart of a champion. I mean, the 49ers showed that last night. They had been blown out by the Miami Dolphins the week before. Now, to come back at home with another opportunity to kind of right the ship. And, you know, a guy like Shanahan, he, he wants to do what he does, which is run the football. And it's amazing how, you know, they start off with their starter, Mosit. You know, he starts running the ball. He's running the ball effectively. Uh, he gets injured. You plug in another guy. They're pretty thin at running back. But when that system of running the football is in the front of your brain, it's in the front of that offensive brain for the 49ers, that's what they like to do. You can just plug and play most of the time. So uh, when the backups get in, you kind of continue to keep that running game going. And it was pretty much gassing us all night long. They were gassing us, man. And that's the thing about it, man. Mostert, man, runs so hard, bro. I mean, he was just absolutely running over people, man. And I, I know Michael Kaiser, man, I, I got it. Bro, was that Mostert did him like that, man? Dog, the stiff arm, man. Come on, man. Bro, I mean uh, – uh, as a linebacker, man, I don't know how you can ever, ever, ever allow that to happen, man. I know in the film room, man, he's he's going to get tore up for that. But they came out more physical, man. And as I said, they came out more focused and right off the bat. They read it. Bro, they just absolutely dominated the first quarter. Check this out. Oh, they had 140 yards in the first quarter. We had 21. They had the ball for 12-11. We had it for 249, man. They were killing us, man. They came off the bat killing us. We only had four yards rushing in, but we couldn't, we couldn't have the, we, we didn't have the ball in the first quarter. They set the tone, but even after all of that, man, we still wasn't really out of the game. But to start the game like that, man, and to play the way we played it, as you and I kind of talked about, man, we got kind we we got um uh, away from the running game, and when we really should have been running the ball because Daryl Henderson was toting that rock last night. Jerry Goff just had a he had an off game, man. He looked he he didn't look good at all, which is surprising because I really thought he was going to be ready to play. I really thought this uh, Rams offense was going to be able to take advantage of the San Francisco 49ers defense, uh, but that defensive backs played extremely well. Their defense played extremely well in golf. It was just it was just an off night for him, bro. 19 to 38, 198 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, man. And he was he missed a couple of he missed several wide open receivers, man. And, and some of the balls where he was underthrowing them, bro. I just, I don't know what was going on last night. And last week, I was with you. When you said he should be, you know, in the MVP conversation, but after he played last night, man, any ground he made up, bro, they're going to be like, well, JG is what he is, man. Uh, th that was a poor showing, man. 
Well, I'll tell you what, you you talked about that 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 first play, that first run by Debo Samuels, man. I think that's indicative of, uh, you know, how we kind of started off the game. I think, you know, timeouts are important. I think they should be used sometimes when you when you start to notice your team a little lackluster. I mean, they should be called by the head coach. Obviously, the coordinators, offensive defense coordinators should ask him for timeouts. But at the same time, the leaders on the defense, the leaders on offense should be able to see the effort that's being uh, uh, being given out on the football field and use one of those type timeouts to galvanize the guys, man. Let these guys know that these games, this game particularly, is very important to where we want to go. We're talking about, number one, winning the division. I mean, it's a very tough division. You got Seattle sitting at home watching these two teams play, and we're out here trying to accomplish goal number one, which is to win the division. When you go out and, and uh, you just have an effort like that, that that we gave last night, man, it's not good. And, you know, I'm expecting uh, for the guys to go into the film room, uh, you know, go in the weight room, get healthy, bounce back, be ready to play Monday night. I just don't understand that, though, man. I mean, it's I understand. See, when it's one thing when you get outplayed, okay, man, or outcoached, or out, you know, outplay called, out executed. I get, you know, I understand that, bro. But they just got out energyed. I mean, it's like they weren't focused. It's like they weren't ready to. Play. I mean, I, I don't. I hadn't seen them like that. Even against Buffalo, they started slow, but you didn't look at the game and be like, man, their energy is just sitting there, man. They just they like they. It's like they was going through the motions, man. And that's exactly what happened. And even bro. After that first quarter where we got absolutely dominated, we were only down seven to nothing. But then in the second quarter, we had 49ers. Fourth and two, though. We had a fourth and two. We took all we, we didn't have any safety in the game. So I guess they wanted to put bring everybody towards the line of scrimmage, man, thinking they was gonna run the ball. And bro, all they did was let George Kittle get loose, man, for 44 yard touchdown, bro. It was 14 to nothing right there. The game still went over. But that was a huge play, man, because had we got to stop there, I think we probably could have got some momentum going. But damn, dog. I, ugh, ugh. Well, it, you, Doc, it's the importance of uh, professionals being self-motivated. I mean, one week you're going to have uh, the defense flying around, making big plays, getting turnovers, uh, Aaron Donald sacking people all over the field. The next week you have the offense doing what they do. Yeah, I mean, uh, the ball being spread around, Cooper Cup. Robert Woods, uh, Henderson getting touches and, and having explosive plays, things of that nature. And then you you have the, the special teams that will pick up the slack. This game, was, it, it was a weird game. It's, it's what I always call the beauty of football and on that roller coaster ride. Uh, mentally, you may think that you're ready to play, but at, there's times when, when the, the leaders on the defense, the leaders on the offense, the leaders on the team have to see what's transpiring and have to, have to galvanize the guys and tell them, listen, we need a spark play. We need a big punt return. We need a punt block, something that will get this team going. And uh, being a professional, you have to find a way to cons- con- always consistently self-motivate yourself just, just to get the fire started. Because that fire can be contagious. And once it gets contagious, man, you turn back into that team that we've been seeing the first five weeks of the season. Now, we did turn into that team that, that we have been seeing the first five weeks of the season because even though we were down, this is how we responded, man. Our first possession of the second quarter, you know what we did, though? We went back to the run, man. We got us a drive going. We ran the rock, ran the rock effectively, man. And I'm going to say it again. I'm going to touch on it again. Daryl Henderson was toting that pill, man. Vision, he was finding the whole offensive linemen were making the holes. He was getting through them, and I like it. He was, he was winning. 
some of them back. Now, I ain't going to even lie. A couple of them, especially in that first quarter, man, uh, Fred Warner, that uh, D. Henderson, he lost a couple of those one-on-one battles because that, that linebacker was everywhere. But we get the ball, first possession of the second quarter, bro. We run the rock seven times. We throw it three times. We end up 10 plays, 64 yards, golf hits Woods for a 10-yard touchdown. We back in the game. Supposed to be 14 to 7, man, but you know what happened, bro. Sam Slawman. I mean, extra point, man, just just low. Got blocked, man. So even though we cut it to 14 to 6, could have been 14 to 7, has some momentum. Then we looking silly as hell again because Slowman had missed another extra point, man. He missed it. I don't care. You can say it was blocked, but he kicked it extremely low. But I'm saying, though, Isaac, we went back to our identity, man, on that drive and was running the rock. And it, it, it ended up with a touchdown. Seven seven rushes on that one drive, but we only ended up with 19 carries for the game, man. We got away from that rushing attack. Well, well, here's the thing. Here's the glaring stat that I see, the time of possession stat. You know, uh, the 49ers had the ball for 37 minutes, 55 seconds of the game. We only had it for 22 minutes the entire game. So that tells you that they, they made an, a concerted effort to come out and run the football, which is what they what they do. That's their identity. That's that's uh, Shanahan's identity, to run the football, to, 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 to throw the ball off play-action pass, off, off the effectiveness of that running game. So uh, when you got a team that's coming out, if you can run the ball and you can keep a prolific offense on the sideline, I don't care if it's the K-Gun, uh, both uh, led by Jim Kelly, the greatest show on turf, if they're on the sideline, they can't score points. So at some point in time, you have to man up and really effectively stop another team's running game and get them off the field when you get third down off opportunities and so you can get the ball back to the offense. We didn't do that last night. That that didn't happen. I mean, Aaron Donald was being double teamed. Other guys really got to step up and uh, we got to fill we got to fill those holes and and fill those gaps on it from a defensive standpoint and get the offense off the team and get our teams more opportunities. And the thing about it, man, even though we didn't play well in the first quarter, we didn't play well in the first half. At halftime, we were still only down 21-6, man. So that really wasn't a huge deficit, even though we weren't playing well. We were still within striking distance. And when you look at the stats and look at the numbers, man, um, we just got dominated. They they had 41 plays in the first half to our 21. They had 288 total yards to our 102. I'm a possession what you just said. They had the ball 21 minutes and 22 seconds of the first half. We only had it eight minutes and 38 seconds and we're still only down 15 points, which is technically two uh, two touchdowns, man, a, a two-point conversion and uh, a traditional extra point kick. But, I mean, we were still in the game, man. Then when we came out in the third quarter, our first drive uh, uh, came out in the first uh, quarter. Uh, we rolling. First drive. No, not necessarily first drive, but in the third quarter. We driving, man. We trying to get some things going, man. And uh, we had a nice little drive, and then golf, man, threw that through that pick in the end zone, bro. Even though it was fourth down, man, but really didn't want to throw a pick right then, man, because if it was incomplete, we would have had them, you know, backed all the way up against the goal line. But anyway, man, just another mistake that we made, man. And our only his only turnover of the game, but it's <sighs> damn dog. I just I had it happen, man. And you talked about Aaron Donald, bro. It's this is what they did, man. Not only did they double-team Aaron Donald, they, uh, Garoppolo was throwing a lot of quick passes. He was throwing a lot of passes behind the line of scrimmage, getting that rock out of his hand because he didn't want to give Aaron Donald a chance to get going. But something that I saw that the 49ers did, though, uh, uh, Isaac, they was running at him, dog. I mean, now, pass rushing, he'll get you. But they was running at him, and they was moving him out the way, dog. 
That, you know what? That's that's the calling card of a, a, a run first football team. San Francisco 49ers are that run first football team. And, uh, you know, throughout history, man, the greats, man, the greats make plays when you're running away from them. And, you know, I, I remember playing and, you know, in our, in our game plan versus a team like the San Diego Chargers. We always wanted to run directly at Junior Seau. We wanted to run at him because when you ran away from this guy, he's making plays, tackles for loss behind the line of scrimmage, trying to run away from this guy. So, you know, it's about playing football, lining up and running at a guy sometimes. Sometimes you get it. Sometimes we get it. So both teams are on scholarship. But, but you know, some of the uncharacteristic things that I saw last night, man, was just, you know, guys running open and uh, we're not connecting, uh, drops in the end zone, things of that nature. We just normally don't see that from a Rams offense from that from that standpoint. But I think those things are things that can go. We can go back and have these things fixed and be and look a, look like a totally different team come Monday night versus the Bears. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we're going to have to, man. Because we're going to have to bounce back from this loss some kind of way, man. Disappointing loss, man, because even though we went undefeated against the NFC East, man, the, the division games are what count. Those are the ones you want to win, man. You want to win the division. So doesn't matter that you went 4-0 against the NFC East if you've already started off 0-1 against teams in your own division. I want to touch on AD again, man. I, I mean, as much as we pump him up, he's Superman. He plays relentless. He plays well. I think mentally he kind of got out of the game, Larry. He probably got a little frustrated. I don't want to speak for him because I saw one play and I said, I said to my head, I said, damn. Now, AD, they just ran right past you. You're getting blocked. But I've seen you shed that block. It's almost like he just kind of looked at the running back and the running back ran past him. Now, they ISO'd the camera on him and I saw him tap his chest like, that's my bad. Yeah, that was his bad, dog, because he didn't give 100% effort on that play. And I'm not just picking on him because that's just one play because he's a baller. But as much as we pump him up and talk about how uh, unreal he is, we kind of got to kind of point out when he, you know, makes mental lapses like he did several times last night. And I could probably understand, Ike. He probably was, you know, mentally out of the game, man, because as you said, they was double teaming him. They were running at him. They were throwing the ball quickly, man. And you probably start getting frustrated. Well, he's used to being double teamed. I don't think mentally he, he, he left the game. I think that, you know, you know, we always talk about, you know, football being that team sport, that ultimate team sport, it's, it's 10 other guys on the field, man. I mean, we have to step up. When one guy's getting the light shined on him, getting double teamed the way he is, that that is uh, an opportunity for other guys to beat one-on-one, blocking, uh, cover guys up one-on-one, and, and make a name for themselves. Go ahead and, and get some tackle for, for losses because – all year long, as long as number 99 is on that field, he's going to receive that same amount of attention. He's going to get double team. He's going to get triple team. He's going to make sure that uh, teams may run at him with two with, with, a, with a center, a guard, and block him with a fullback. That's just the attention that he, he draws. So other guys have to step up, man. And, and uh, not only that, but the defense coordinator has to see that as well, man. And scheme, put guys in position to make plays. So if you don't see if you if it if it's a little lackluster from a defensive standpoint, man, always getting the fight started with some blitzes, some corner blitzes and stuff like that, that gets the fight started. So uh you, you can play, you know, defense from an offensive standpoint, offensive mindset, and get after guys as well. Now, bro, I didn't say he mentally checked out of the game. I say he may have got mentally frustrated, which you know, he's human. It happens, you know, because even when he did get a, 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 a get to touch Garoppolo, uh, Garoppolo got rid of the rock. You know what I'm saying? He still brought him to the ground, but 
I ain't saying he mentally checked out, but he may have got mentally frustrated because they didn't give him a chance to get going, bro. They didn't give him a chance to get that pass rush. Garoppolo was like, man, my ankle hurting. Even if I'm, if my ankle wasn't hurt, I ain't finna let this dude, man, get to work, man. And we're gonna double team. Doc, I saw I saw several times, which is what I now they triple teamed the dude, man. Cause they had to they they double teamed him with some offensive linemen. They brought the running back up or the tight end around, bro, who was just sitting there in case that dude got loose. But to your point, other cats got to step up and do something, man. He, they, I mean, not the DBs, but other linebackers, other defensive linemen got to step up. Because if he's getting double and triple team, what that mean? Like somebody running free. Absolutely. Y'all didn't make no plays, man. What the hell was the rest of y'all, dog? Absolutely. I mean, it, it's you know, it, it looks as if it was part of the 49ers game plan to get the ball out of Garoppolo's hands quick, man. I mean, he didn't play that well last week. I mean, he didn't last a full game. I don't know if it, um, if it was ankle injuries or he just was not in in the game plan from a productive standpoint. But uh, this week, I mean, I'm sure in, in the plan was to get the ball out of his hand early, quick passes, short passes and let guys catch and run with it. He executed this week. So once again, these guys are on scholarship. It's the beauty of football. You know, we go back to the drawing board and uh, we get prepared. Maybe now I, I guarantee next week we come out with a different mentality. We come out with uh, a mentality of we got to win this football game the same way the 49ers came out. This, this was a game that the 49ers had to win or their season was heading down the tank. And, uh, you know, they got a tough schedule coming up uh, as well as we do. But. Next week, I say we come out with that same mentality that the 49ers came out with and play a better brand of football. And talking about Garoppolo, man, he did, man. Short passes, man, getting the rock out of his hand, man. He finished 28-33, just five incompletions, 268 yards, three touchdowns, didn't pick 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 him off. He really didn't throw the ball down the field but a couple of times. And when you look at that, man, 28 of 33, 268 yards, that's less than 10 yards per completion. So he wasn't trying to throw that ball down the field. He wasn't trying to go deep. He wasn't trying to make no five and six steps drops. He was trying to get that rock going, man. And we, as I said, man, I keep saying it, I say it again. We got to run the ball, bro. And Daryl Henderson told it the rock last night, man. He had a, a, a I say a great game. 14 carries, 88 yards, man. He saw the hole. He got through the hole. He ran through some cats. He finished the runs. But we only had 19 carries as a team for the game, man. And the formula, I keep saying, bro, anytime we run the ball at least 30 times or more, we win. I don't understand why we didn't run the ball more, man, because we was toting the rock. He was toting the rock. And 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 Henderson, my opinion, man, he should be running back one for the rest of the season. He should get at least 20 carries or more a game every season because he's shown this year, man, that when he's back there and you give him some touches, he can make some things happen. And he's not only is he getting more confidence, I can see him, you know, he's running harder. Uh, he's playing, as I said, with more confidence. And I just hate we didn't run the ball more, man, because I think if we would have ran the ball more, that would have helped our offense get going and would have helped Jerry Goff off a little bit, uh, out a little bit more because he had a, 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 an off night. But 19 carries, bro, for us, that's just not our formula, man. Well, he's definitely, uh, Henderson, that is, he's definitely earning the lion's share of carries. I mean, uh, he, he's an, an explosive running back. Uh, he can hit the hole. He, has, he seems to have great vision. And, you know, he's doing the job. He's he's earning those extra carries. And I, I think Coach McVay is starting to see that. I mean, uh, we didn't see much of Cam Akers last night. Uh, Brown, he was had, had limited, limited opportunities last night. So it's starting to look like Henderson is the guy. So, 
I think it's time to start featuring. I think, uh, you know, we can do things as far as uh, running those screenplays that we used to run with Gurley, uh, you know, with a combination of those jet sweeps uh, to kind of get this guy uh, really going. So he, he's doing a, a very good job being the featured running back right now. So we should give him more res- responsibility. Indeed, man. But Isaac, should, should we be worried, man? Now we look at the schedule, man. Okay, we we, we were feeling pretty good, but, yeah. you know, we beat Philly, who's not playing well. We beat the Giants, who, who's, who's horrible. We beat Washington, who's horrible. We beat Dallas, who's horrible. Uh, we played Buffalo on the road, who's good. We lost. Now we played San Francisco, who's been playing horrible. We lost. Should Rams fans or, you know, should anybody look at this team differently than they were looking at the team, man, before uh, this game against San Francisco? And we was talking about, hey, man, Super Bowl, you know, Super Bowl probably contenders. I mean, or is, you know, or are Rams fans and even myself overreacting? It just was, hopefully it's a one-off, you know. Should we still believe? Hey, this is, you know, once again, I call it the beauty of football. This is this is the roller coaster ride. Should should the Rams worry? Should the Ram fans worry? I'll I tell you who should be worrying. The New York Jets should be worrying. The Cincinnati Bengals, they should be worrying. No, we definitely, there's no, there's no room for having any anxiety, any worry about the way the Rams are playing. I think they've been playing at a really, really good level, and that level seems to be getting better. Um, you know, other teams are on scholarship. They have goals as well. And you have to go through this gauntlet. You go through this gauntlet of what we call the regular season 16 times. So you got to make sure that you make make the best of every opportunity that you get. We have another one coming Monday night. You go back and you sit down, you watch this film, you learn from it. Uh, you, 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 you make a covenant with yourself and say to yourself, you're not going to play the way that you played last week. You're going to play better. So um, that's from everybody's standpoint, from a coaching standpoint, a player aspect from it. And guys have to get back and really get in charge of who they are as a team individually and get back on this field and get the, get the ship back on, on the right track where it needs to be. That's why I'm really not too worried, man, because had golf and the offense played an exceptional game and we still lost, I'd be, you know, I, I'd probably feel differently. But 19 to 38, man, 198 yards, man, missing, you know, missing some players, you know, missing a lot of wide open players. Um, he's not going to play like this every game. It was a bad game for him, man, when we, and we lost the game. And we, and we only lost the game by eight points. That's why I'm really not worried because golf is better than this. He plays better than this. He had an off game, and we lost the ball game. But And not only that, man, you know, uh, Cooper Cup had a couple. You know, we, 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 our receivers were dropping balls, man. I, and these dudes are re- normally sure-handed dudes, man. But Tyler Higby didn't get the ball enough. Gerald Everett didn't get the ball enough. None of them really got the ball enough, man. And And – Cooper Cup, man. I mean, he he missed. I think was one. He missed several balls, and they hit. And we used to him catching that. And golf being off, couple that with the receivers being off, missing some passes. Uh, I I'm not too worried either, man, because you know it, it was just an off night, dog. Yeah, these guys these guys are professionals, man. So. Um, they're gonna they're gonna use this time wisely. I mean, it, we saw a lot of a lot of things on that on that field Sunday that we're not accustomed to seeing as Ram fans. Uh, a lot of plays were left on the field. Um, I think they go back to the lab, man. Sean Big, Sean McVay gets it right. Uh, the, the, uh, he leads this team, leads this offense, and makes sure that you know guys are doing what they're uh, expected to do. And we, I, I think we see another a better brand of football 
come next Monday night. All right, so let me ask you this, man. With, with yeah. Jalen Ramsey, man, the amount of money he's getting paid, man, highest, you know, the most money ever uh, for a DB in NFL history, man. Uh, no interceptions, not many tackles. And I know, man, offenses can take him out of the game by not throwing at him and doing this, that, and other. But when you got a guy like that who's talented, who's physically talented, physically superior, uh, when it's easy to take him out of the game like that, man, it is this something else we should be trying to do with him? I don't know if he can punt, return, kick out. I mean, would you try to use him some other kind of way? Only because not only the amount of money he's being paid, but uh, dude, you know, he's an exceptional talent. Do you think the Rams uh, uh, should try to do something else with Jalen? Put him on offense? Uh, 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 I mean, he's not Dion. He ain't prime time, but uh, a reverse. I mean, try to do something else with him other than just have him, you know, playing defense. Well, I mean, you're talking about an all-pro caliber cornerback in the National Football League. There, there aren't many of those, you know, walking around there. We're fortunate to have one. Now, you talk about uh, this, this guy. He, he's, been this, he's been this shut-down corner, you know, almost from the time he stepped into the league. So, you know, I don't think, I don't think you know, when we talk about Jalen Ramsey that we should really put the money into it because he's gotcha. been this guy shutting guys down making what he was making in his rookie contract. And that, that's who he was. So um, tr- trying to move him across the ball. I mean, I've never seen, you know, Jalen from a standpoint of anything offensively, not even in college when it is Florida State days. I've never seen it. Uh, punt return. I've never seen it. I mean, you, it, it, I mean, this is this is high level football. So <laughs> if a guy's never been a punt returner at this level, at any level. If a guy's never been a kick returner at this level, it's hard to stick a guy back there. And it's a big difference when you got a guy that's not used to carrying a football, starting to carry a football and start to run. It's, it's a huge difference, man. So it's it's easy to, to maybe think that, but in reality, man, trying to do that, man, that's I don't think that's for the betterment of the team. And you definitely don't want your best corner, you know, outrunning routes, you know, with, with an opportunity to get hit by one of these linebackers. Then bam, now we lose two things. Now we don't have a cornerback and now we don't have uh, uh, one of the leaders that's on our defense. We definitely want to stay away from that. I got you, but hell, they put they they put Cooper Cup back there to return punts. He had never he didn't return punts in college, but I I feel what you're saying. But hell, they threw him back there. He hadn't done it, and he he hadn't done anything by doing it either. Man, the other guy seems to be the one who has really taken that job. But they they did it with Cooper, bro. I mean, I'm just saying. I guess you're right. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at my man's pocket. Like, let's do some more. Let's do more with him. You know, I shouldn't be doing that. My bad. But Coop, but Cooper has been back there before. He was back there last year. He returned a couple punts, so he he has some experience doing it. He's used to catching footballs in in a crowd. So yeah. um, maybe maybe we're looking for a sure-handed guy, uh, you know, with some more explosiveness in, in that position. I think the I think the uh, fourteen, the guy that we have doing it right now, he's doing a, a fairly good job uh, returning punts, returning kickoffs right now. He's explosive. He's hitting a hole, and uh, he's not leaving anything on the field. So sometimes you know guys get creative. Coaches get creative, and uh, who knows what conversations are being held in practice by Jalen Ramsey. You know, he may be asking to get on offense, and they may be saying, no, we, we're not risking that. But, you know, I mean, look at the schedule, y'all. We're 4-2 and two right now. We're in a good place. Uh, we're, we're, we're at the top of the NFC conference, not the top, but, we, you know, we're, you know, 5-6. or six. If it ended today, we make the playoffs. So we're in a good position. I think, uh, you know, uh, coming back this week, we got to refocus, man, get back in that lab and be ready to play a really good Chicago Bears team. 
talking about where we are, man. Looking at the NFC West, man. Seattle still sitting at the top. They're five and zero. They didn't play this week. They're by. Uh, we lost to San Fran. Arizona plays the Dallas Cowboys Monday Night Football. So we're gonna see what that's all about. And of course, San Francisco beat us, man. They're now three and three. We're four and two. Arizona's three and two. Uh, and as I said, Seattle's still undefeated, man. They don't play until next week. But yeah, next up for us, man. Chicago Monday Night Football, huge game coming up, man. We're gonna touch on that later this week. But still, the Bears, man. Uh, we're coming back home. Yeah. Hopefully we'll be ready to play, but it is, man. Chicago, their offense struggling as well, but they got Nick Foles in there, and he's a lot more efficient than uh, uh, Trubisky. So, uh, and we got to deal with uh, Khalil Mack. I mean, we don't hear the dude, but that's still a grown man they got over there. So, um, NFC North team, man, at least we're back in the conference, not in division, but you're right, Isaac. Huge game for us, man. National TV, man, that big stage Sunday night football, we just laid a dud. And like right. somebody told you know, we laid a deuce. But now, uh, another opportunity, man. Monday Night Football, Chicago Bears at home at the house. Oh yeah, I, I, I'd love to, uh, to have uh, Trubisky, you know, make an appearance this Monday night, man. That, that, that means we've got Nick Foles out of the game, and and uh, you know we'll be pointing at Trubisky like you know people were pointing at uh, Russell Westbrook during the NBA playoffs. He's with us. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Lee Westbrook. He with us. <laughs> Lee Westbrook alone, man. Hey, hey, before we get up out of here though, man, slow me, man. How, hey, how much longer can do are we gonna deal with this, bro? He did. He did kick a forty-two yarder. But how much longer are we gonna deal with this, dog? Hey, it's unfortunate to be, you know, one of the topics of conversation in any media outlet, particularly uh, ramblings, uh, when you when you're a place kicker, when you're a kicker, and you're not kicking a game-winning uh, field goal. I mean, it's, you know, you don't want to be discussed from a standpoint of, you know, you're not doing your job, you're not getting it done. You know, your kicks may be a little bit too low. You don't seem as confident. I mean, uh, tomorrow's Tuesday, Doc. That's normally when they bring in other guys to try out for positions, man. So, I mean, when you start seeing, you know, when you start eating lunch in, in, in your cafeteria and, you know, you peek over and you say, who's that guy over there? Dude, dude coming in. <laughs> Listen, your seat is hot. Your seat's on fire. You need to really go back and adjust what's, what's transpiring with your position, with your job, and what you're there to do. Uh, I mean, Tuesday's coming. They start bringing guys in, man. And I, I, man, for real, bro. And I, I hate to see him come on the field, man. I ain't gonna even lie, man. And going on social media, seeing some of those tweets, man. So a couple of dudes said they want to fight him. A couple of them like, man, get him out of here, man. A couple of them said that. Uh, one dude said, I need to see him. I need to see him right now. And I, I, bro, every time he takes the field, man, I just, I look at, I just look at the TV screen. I'm never confident. I'm just like, damn. Then when he hits one, I don't even get excited because I'm like, man, he gonna let me down, bro. He, he gonna let me down. And I mean, I just don't, you know. I don't think we can move forward like this, bro. But you're right. I, he's sitting there eating, and somebody look up like, oh, who, 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 who is that? That's a janitorial. Hell no, nah, man. He 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 had to uh, apply for this job. And uh, hey, should they should they go ahead on man and bring somebody else in and try to get that dude up out of here, man? Because I mean, I don't have any faith in him. No, trust me. I mean, it, it's been the top of a, a topic of conversation, uh, you know, between uh, general manager uh, and head coach, uh, scouts. Uh, they're out searching right now because, I mean, you're always looking to better your team. I don't care what position it is. And uh, if you can find a guy at a cheaper price, hey, man, yeah, let's go ahead and bring him in and take a look at him. Uh, I'm not sure what's out there, though, Doc. I mean, Vittateri, he he retired. I mean, you know, maybe we bring him in, talk him out of retirement. That what, what, How ironic would that be to have him in a, in a Rams locker room? But, um, you know, there are guys that are out there and, and the Rams are going to be looking to uh, upgrade that position if that position is not starting to produce the way we're expecting it to produce. 
Man, for real, man. I'm serious because uh, we, we we can't do this, bro. We, I mean, we can't we can't live like this, man. We 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 just can't live like this. Anyway, anything you want to add, man? Before we get up out of here, man. That's it, man. I mean, I think that you know, once again, you know, in in some eyes, man, just kind of wrapping this thing up, man. I mean, we we just look flat. We just look like uh, we, uh, from an energy standpoint, we're not ready to play and. Uh, we, we have to be in control of that from a player standpoint, man. You know, create your own energy. Uh, sometimes we go into these stadiums where they're not playing your song. Your song's not being played, but you have to be a professional, uh, be self-motivated, and, and get the fight started, as, as the late, great Frank Gans used to say, man. And uh, we got to put out a better product come Monday night. Bro, it's, but it's, it's really inexcusable, though. When you say the energy wasn't there, man, and it wasn't, that's inexcusable, though, bro. It's inexcusable, man. It's, it's inexcusable, man. Indeed. Damn it. Indeed. Indeed. I mean, we got to rectify that, man. It's, it's, a, it's a professional league with, a, with professional players on the field. We got to be in charge of our own energy. Indeed. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of Ramblings with Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. See, you see how we're in control of our energy? I just said that slowly. That's how the damn Rams played on Sunday night when they should have been playing like that, like this. This is going to do it for this edition of Ramblings with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. Until later this week, we are out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.